Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Why don't you turn to your neighbour and say, it's good to be in church today. Give them a high five, give them a warm cuddle, whatever they need. Awesome. Thank you, Justin, the worship team. Can we give them a big round of applause? And Nick. Nick has, we just plucked Nick from Kiwana again this morning. Just come up and serve. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Nick, for coming and just being a part of our church this morning and serving with us. And can we give Nick, look at, look, a big round of applause. Um, we've got a membership form up the back for you, Nick. So if you'd just like to fill that out and uh, pop it in. <laughs> well, it's about um, retaining people. Come on. How many of you are doing good this morning? How many of you are happy that winter is here upon us? Come on. I finally feel like we can get the boots out and we can get the jumpers out because it's actually cold. I'm excited. That just, I don't know, something about the cool air excites me. Woo! Who's ready for a word from God this morning? Come on. God is good all of the time and all of the time. God is good. Come on. (laughs) Thanks, Jay. You go with me on that one this morning. Ah, bless God. Well, we had a great Sunday last Sunday. And for those of you who weren't here, uh, it was our Vision Builders Sunday, where again, as a church, we just put a stake in the ground and we're saying, Lord, we don't only see the vision, but we're going to action the vision and we're going to put. And so I just really felt today that off the incredible Sunday that we had last week to bring some truths out of the Word of God to help us action the vision that God gives us, not only individually, not only as a business person, not only as a church, but corporately as a body. And I think it's so important that we take vision, we take dream, because that which is good we know comes from heaven, and we know it's of God, and God is constantly for us. You know, when I think about that concept for a minute, I know that God has vision and dream for your life and my life that far outweighs what we could ever hope, imagine, or dream of. And so I thought, do you know how many times in my life have I had a great dream or a good thought or a great vision that's kind of fallen by the wayside? Where perhaps if I had just for a minute reflected on it and thought, that's a God thing, and actioned it and put legs on it, where where would I be now? Where would we be as a church? And that's why I really felt after last weekend, I thought, it's not just Pastor Christian and Pastor Melissa's vision for C3 Noosa. It has to be a corporate vision as a body that we take ownership of because it's the only way the church is going to get active and out there and win people for Jesus Christ. And so I thought, right, Lord, come on. I just had a moment. I know, I just heard my name and then I was like, pardon me. Ah, thank you, Jesus. So... I've called it Action It if you're taking notes today and um, I, I, need you, I need you to go with me. If you're a Christian in the house this morning, could you please get your Bible out? And those of you who don't have your Bible, would you like to come down to the altar right now and I'll lay hands on you and pray for salvation and everybody gets out their device. I love it. <laughs> the Word of God. And we're going to read from this today. We're going to pull some truths out of it. I just believe the Lord's going to speak to each of us individually and as a church, as a body of believers. And I'm really praying and believing that each of us today would leave 
really encouraged and full of fresh vision to put some legs and action on that which God has placed within our heart to see this community one for Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word today, and Lord, I thank you right now that as we hear your voice, Jesus, that you would speak to us, encourage us, grow us, Lord, lead us, and Father, help us to action that which you've placed within us in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, last weekend was a great weekend, and it was a significant weekend, and any time that we take a step forward as a church, let me remind you that there's an active enemy at foot that wants to take us down. We read in Bible that the devil has three job descriptions. He only knows how to do three things, and they're not great things at all, to kill, to steal, to destroy. That's all he knows how to do, and so when the church advances, because it's what the Lord wants... God wants the church to advance. We've got to get that into our heart and into our spirit. This church has not been birthed and planted to to lay dormant in Noosa and to sit on the back foot. We are to move and significantly go forward and see people one for Jesus Christ, to grow, to develop, to see families healed and whole. And so it was a significant weekend. It was a very important weekend. And I thought, Lord, it was awesome. You know, we saw our our people come together and, and... not only catch a heart for vision builders, but, but say, I'm going to put legs on this. I see something. And that's why I really loved that I see, you know, those cards. Because um, one of the first points that I want to draw out of when we need to get out and, and, and put legs on vision is the vision has to become our vision. And we've got to take ownership of it. Now, just hear me for a minute. I could have the most incredible vision for my husband that he would be a rippling man of muscle <laughs> and large biceps. And he's looking at me going, what are you talking about? And I could just have this incredible vision that he would look a certain way and, you know, be healthy and fit and well. But how many of you know, I can vision that all I want on his life, but until he takes ownership of that vision, I can't change it or do anything about it. It's got to become his vision, his revelation. And just for a minute, I want to talk corporately because the church's vision is not Pastor Christian and Pastor Melissa's, it's God's. And they've been called to stand on the forefront and say, God's given us this vision. But it's not for them to put legs on and run with. We are the body. And we read in Scripture that every single part of the body plays its role in the function of the body. The little tiny toe really is a significant part of the body. Do you know if you lob your little toe off, it actually throws your balance off? Very, very significant. So from the ministry that's happening every Sunday, from the live stage to the person on the back row sitting there praying and believing for the next person to walk through the door is significant in the life of church. And so the vision goes forth and we as a body have a responsibility to take ownership of it. The vision of the church has to become our vision. It's got to become our vision. You know, God's vision for our life is incredible. Can I just say that for a minute? He's dreaming and desiring plans for your life that are awesome. They are for good and not for evil. We read through scripture about God's vision for our life, that he's come to give us a life and a life more abundantly. We read more vision that we are to be the head and not the tail. These are God's visions for our life. This is the dream that God has for you and I, to be significant to win others, to go into all the world, to be more than conquerors, to be the head and not the tail, that none would perish but all would have eternal life. That's God's dream and vision for us. Amen? 
yes and amen is his vision for our life. And so when I read these basic scriptures and these promises of God's vision for my life, it makes me want to put legs and some of the things that I believe are just sitting there bubbling away. And I really, I felt as I was preparing this message that there's people in here today and you've been a Christian for a long time and things have just become very dry in your life. And I really, I, I saw this picture of several people and as we close this morning, I'm going to have an opportunity to pray, but I saw a picture of people coming over to this dusty old shelf with full of cobwebs and like brushing off the dust and getting down jars of vision and dream again and taking off the lid and just the life that's coming forth. And I believe today some of that dream, some of that vision that God has put within you is going to come forth and overflow and birth today because God does not want us to be insignificant. God does not want the church to lay dormant. We are to advance the kingdom of heaven because it's the only thing we can do here on earth while we're active for Christ. I don't want to be in heaven and be like, like, it's too late. We've got a responsibility and let's do what we can while we're here with two arms and two legs. Let's action it this morning. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, action it. Come on. <laughs> now, it's one thing to dream. It's one thing to have an incredible vision, but it's another to act it out, isn't it? It's another to act it out. And that's what I was so encouraged by last week as a body of believers. It was a vision that went forth. We see a church that's significant at Noosa. We see souls being saved. We see a youth ministry. We see a cafe and a child care center and full-time pastors. We see this. Come on. It's our vision. And then you know what? We actioned it by saying, and here is our pledge. Here is our giving. This is what we're believing for. And we're moving forward together. I want to share some practical ways this morning that we can see the vision for this church come to pass. And not only the vision for this church, but perhaps individual vision for your life also. I love Casey's dream and vision of becoming a doctor. And so many voices in her world at this stage of her life would probably be speaking going, what? You're going back to study for seven years? Are you nuts? Are you crazy? That's ridiculous. And yet it's a dream and a vision and she's going to put legs on it by signing up and stepping forward, and taking the first step. Go for it. God is going to bless you, mate. I cannot wait to see you in seven years with your little stethoscope on. I'm going to ask you to listen to my heart. Come on. It's going to be good. Amen. <laughs> now, it was Dwight Moody, and for those of you who don't know him, he was an American evangelist who just changed the course of history, the Christian movement. He said these words, I am only one but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. And that which I can do by the grace of God, I will do. With that simple comment and that commitment that he made before God, God used him to bring a revival to England and America. What an incredible statement. I'm only one man, but I'm still one man. And I can't do everything, but I can do something. Do you know every single one of us that's gathered here today can do something for this church, for the body of Christ, for the vision that we have for Noosa. Every single one of us can play a role. So if you're taking notes this morning, the very first point, like I shared earlier, is you've got to own the vision. To take vision from a stationary position and to make it a moving decision, it's got to become our vision. I can't walk into Pastor Melissa's house 
and start decorating it the way that I'd want to decorate it. Why? Because it's not my house. But when I walk into my house, I can do whatever I want. Why? Because I own it. And it's my place, and I can deck it out the way that I like. And I think there's a real vital element to taking ownership of something. It gives you value. It gives you importance. It gives you worth. I love the the giving card. Can we just get that up again, Um, that card with all the IC on it? Not just the pastor's vision, but our vision as a body. You know, the church I see has a cafe, a playground for kids and mums. C3 Nature Church building, a place used 24-7 for the community and the church. We need a safe place for our young people to be developing and growing, you know? A place for Bible studies, leadership training, favour with counsel, come on. Miracles in the house, salvations every week. This is what we see collectively together. The giving card, we made it personal. You know, we want everybody to feel a part and take ownership of what God's called us for, for this time and this season, in this place. Psalm 133, verse 1 to 3, it says, How good and how pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. Dwell together in unity. It's there that God commands a blessing. It's there he commands a blessing. Now, that doesn't mean that we all need to gather together and be of one accord in our personality and our, um, our, our character and our nature. No, 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 no. God has called us individually and uniquely to gather under his name, corporately, in one place, in unity, with all our differences. Because that's how a body functions. My little toe is not the same as my hand. They all play a different role. And I love... You know, the church that I see is a place where the hurting and the frustrated and confused, the depressed can find love, acceptance, help, forgiveness, hope, guidance, encouragement. This is the church. This is what I see. Who'll share the good news of Jesus Christ with thousands of people. The churches I see is a place where people are developing spiritually, maturely, through life groups, children's ministry, Bible studies, youth, seminars, conferences. The church I see has a building capacity to seat thousands, thousands. Noosa needs Jesus Christ. And there's thousands of people out there this morning that aren't in church. And so I want to see a place where we're going to see it develop and grow that's going to seat thousands because we're going to need to house thousands. Because I believe we're living in a day where the Holy Spirit is going to begin to pour out upon each church and upon each individual Christian's life. And we're going to start seeing signs and wonders, people. We're living in an age where we're going to see it. So get excited. Come on. When you pray, believe something's going to happen. Don't just pray. Believe something's going to happen. Take that step of faith. Action it. Is this your vision? We know that it was because we saw I see. But can I encourage you? Don't sit back on the back pews thinking that's the vision for the church. No, it's our vision. It's our vision. Take ownership of it. Two people set out on a road trip to find a particular destination. We'll just say one's a female driver, one's a male driver. The male driver wants to use his own sense of direction to get to the destination. The female driver would like to use the road map. How many of you know that when they arrive at their destination, the females arrived at the correct one, the male's lost? 
Sometimes when we do this Christian life, if we're trying to trust our own instinct and our own sense of direction, we can be swung right off course, which is why we need a roadmap to help direct us the way God wants us to go. The vision for this church is not Pastor Christian and Pastor Melissa's, and I'm saying this again and again, but God's vision to see this community one for Jesus Christ. And we have a roadmap, and the promises that back it up are here. They're for us and not against us. The kingdom of God must and will advance. It will. It will not remain stationary because God did not send his only son so that churches today would just lay dormant and stay small. We are always going to be thinking big. We are always going to be ex- ex- extending our tent poles because we are believing for a harvest that we know can only come from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The vision is our roadmap to where God wants to take us. Without us taking ownership of the vision, we may end up at a completely different destination to where God actually wants us to be. And that's why it's so vital for the role of pastors to seek heaven and get vision for the church and bring it so that you and I can sit and listen and take ownership of it and go, right, now we're going to arms and legs it. Are you with me this morning? We're going to arm and leg it. (laughs) You know, in Genesis 15, we read about Abraham. God gives Abraham this incredible vision. At this stage, he's still Abram. And God says that he's going to be a father of many nations. It's an incredible dream and vision that goes forth from God, and Abram receives it. And you read through Genesis 15 that, his new, uh, the, the descendant, God says to him that your descendants will be as numerous as the stars. And we're talking a lot of descendants here. And a little further, we read through the story that Abram begins to doubt the vision God has given him because it wasn't happening his way or in his time. So he starts to question a little bit and think, well, Lord, I'm, I'm not really sure where you're going with this, I, you know. Sarah's not pregnant and we, we haven't even had a child yet. And, you know, I'm looking up at the stars and thinking, good heavens, you know, was that even from you? How, ma- how many of you been there? You know, we've got this incredible vision and dream and then all of a sudden our human nature kicks in and we're thinking it's not happening in our timing. Where are you, God? And then we begin to question, was that even from God? Enemy's plan, rob, steal, destroy trying to snatch away the vision. That's why I really believe this morning we're going to birth again some of the vision for your own lives. Christian, godly vision, getting it off the shelf and releasing and saying, God, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know it was from you and I'm going to take a step of faith and believe for it to happen today. And we read in chapter 16, Abram's still struggling with this thought of God, you know, giving him this vision. Sarah comes to him and convinces him Look, you better take the vision into your own hands, you know, and we'll just give it a little kickstart because I don't know where God is. So go and sleep with our servant, Hagar. And so he does. We read on through the story. And then, you know, it's because Sarah hadn't fallen pregnant. And so you can read the story further and further and further. But it was until God's vision became Abram's, he was limiting himself to the blessing that God had for his life. He needed to take ownership of it. And then he needed to action it. 
He needed to put arms and legs on it. The more we take ownership of the vision God has for C3 Noosa, the more room we make for God to pour out his power and his blessing, not only on us, but the community. Amen? So my second point is action it. An old Scotsman operated a little rowboat for transporting passengers. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? A little row. I'd like to go on a little row. I would. One day, a passenger noticed that the old man had carved on one oar the word faith. And on the other oar, the word works. Curiosity led him to ask the meaning of this. The old man, being a well-balanced Christian, how many of you would like to be a well-balanced Christian? (laughs) I thought, what does that even mean? Being a well-balanced Christian, and glad of the opportunity for the testimony, said, I will show you. So he dropped the oar named Faith and pulled the other one up called Works. They went around in circles, rowing the one oar. And then vice versa, he changed it around again. They went around in circles. Yet he dropped the oar named Works and began to pull the oar, Faith, out. And the little boat ran around again in a circle, only the opposite direction, but still in a circle. And after this demonstration, the old man picked up Faith and Works and pulling both oars together, sped swiftly over the water, explaining to his inquiring passengers, you see, that is the way it is with Christian life. Dead works without faith is useless, and faith without works is also dead also, is dead also. getting you nowhere in life, but faith and works pulling together, making for safety, progress, and a blessed ride. Come on. I love it. God is looking for a company of saints that are going to start actioning the faith and the the vision that he's dropped within our heart. He's looking for it. He's searching for it. He's knocking on hearts, trying to stir Christians up again, saying, come on, now is the time to step forth and put action to some of the dreams and the desire I've placed within you. Vision Builders was an opportunity for us to action the vision that God's given for C3 Noosa. It's putting our money where our mouth is and saying, Lord, we trust you. We believe you. We are just asking you, Lord, to have your way. Action is merely this, stepping out in faith, taking the first step. I think we sometimes wait for the right conditions or, or when, I'm, when I'm a little bit more confident or when I can do this a bit better or when the, the time is right. And yet I think we can often disqualify ourselves because we miss it. God has placed dreams and desire in us and we will always be flawed. We will never be perfect. And yet he's desiring us to just step out in faith and have a go. It was Peter who stepped out of the boat amongst all his peers. We read about Peter's faith. No one else in the boat, Peter's. Why? Because he actioned it. He kept his eye on the promise, not the problem. Can I encourage you today? Keep your eye on the promise, not the problem. Keep your eye on the promise, not the problem. Because I can tell you now there's still going to be lots of problem. It's going to always be there and surround you but the promise outweighs the problem and will always advance and will always win. When you get a promise from God, action it. 
action it. Step out in faith. I love that we see a church where the hurting, the frustrated, the confused, the depressed can find love and acceptance, help and forgiveness. What a great vision. Let's create the atmosphere for that to happen. You and I carry that atmosphere with us when we arrive at church every Sunday. We help the worship team and enter into worship when we stand and we lift our arms and we sing. Maybe not knowing the song, maybe not quite understanding the whole a concept of lifting hands, but we are in it together and we step out in faith going, God, I do believe. I believe you are here this morning to touch me. Let's challenge ourselves to get out of our comfort zone and allow some of these callings God's put within us to birth forth. It's going to take a step of faith. And you know what? It's probably going to be a little bit uncomfortable. And I guarantee you, Peter, in the back of his mind, whilst the storm was raging, was thinking to himself, I am just nuts. I can't believe I'm going to do this. But if I keep my eye on Jesus, the promise, I think I'm going to be all right. And he stepped out, even though in the midst of the storm, probably feeling like this is crazy. I don't know if you've ever had a time where you thought, this is crazy. I know Pastor Christian and Melissa have thought that. They've just moved their whole family three years ago to Noosa, probably thinking, this is crazy. This is crazy, but God operates in the craziness of life. It's not meant to be smooth sailing. And we're meant to grow and develop as we step out in faith and believe. <laughs> we read in Luke 5. Uh, let's turn there for the sake of time. Let's do it. This is a great little passage of scripture. And I'll read from verse 17. So Luke 5, verse 17. And we read about the story of the paralyzed man that gets healed. And one day, while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting next nearby. There are always going to be people in your world with opinion, with a voice, with something to say that may not marry up with the promise of God. And as Christians, can I encourage us, choose who you listen to. Choose who you listen to, be wise, and go back to the promise of God. Go back to the promise of God. Because there's a lot of voices out there vying for our attention. But the voice we need to listen to is God's, and I believe those Christian people in our life, our leaders and our pastors who God placed there for, to encourage us and to, to help us. So we're in Luke chapter 5, verse 17. I'll read uh, uh, verse 18. So some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. And they tried to push through the crowd to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him. How many of you know right there, they had a choice? They, they, they gave it a go. They stepped down in faith. They tried to get their mate on the mat to Jesus, but it said they couldn't, they couldn't get near him. So right there again, they had a choice. They could have packed up their mate on a mat and walked off and said, well, we gave it a good crack. But it didn't stop them. So they went up onto the roof and took off some tiles and lowered the sick man down into the crowd, still on his mat, right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, son, your sins are forgiven. I love it. I want mates in my world like that. That when I'm having a bit of a down day, they're carrying me on a mat right in front of Jesus again so I can receive what's rightfully mine. Healing and salvation. I love it. 
That's action. That's faith in action. That's what, choose your mates wisely. Right now, reflect on the people, the friends in your world. Are they mat carriers? Are they mat carriers in your world? Would they carry you back to church when you're hurting and broken and flaking on the side of humanity? Would they grab your hand and pray for you when you're going through a challenging time, really struggling and needing answers, but you just don't have any? Are they people in your world that are going to prop you up and encourage you and love on you and not join in with the pity me party? Come on. And he, I love Jesus doesn't just heal the physical, but he addresses the spiritual and he heals that too. I want mates like these in my life. And my third and final point this morning is we've got to stay focused. To action vision, we've got to make it our own. We've got to step out in faith and put legs on it. My third point is stay focused. Can I ask today, where's your focus? Where is your focus? I am so encouraged to see this morning an incredible young person that's driven all the way from Gympie, who I haven't seen in a very, very long time, who was one of my youth members years ago. Would have been about this high. And to see her serving the Lord... And she's actually plugged into a church, I will say that, but, you know, I just plug, no. (laughs) Just serving the Lord and on youth leadership team, I believe as well, and doing Bible college and because I dared to just step out in faith and I had no idea what I was doing at the time, but going, God, I just want to serve you. And what you can influence in somebody's life and see them years on serving the Lord. And I believe because she stayed focused. If I asked a lot of Christians who have kind of wilted today or on the back burner today with the Lord, I bet you they've lost their focus. They've lost that first love focus. Remember that moment when you first asked Christ into your life? The the elation, the joy, the peace, the understanding that this life isn't just about waking up and going to sleep and, and that's it. That there was purpose to life and power to life and plans for your life and I just remember that and I thought that's what we've got to stay focused on that first love that moment when we made that decision no we are moving forward in Christ we're accepting him and then that you know the Bible says that we become ambassadors so that means that's an action statement there we're ambassadors we've got to get moving for Jesus Christ please do not let your focus become blurred or derailed remember your first love remember why you're in it Remember why you're doing it. Serving week out, week out on rosters, setting up, packing up, turning up. Remember why we're doing it, church. This not for us. We've got a bigger vision at foot. We've got a bigger plan to see Noosa and this surrounding community, one for Jesus Christ, that heaven would be populated with souls and hell plundered in the name of Jesus Christ. The sun is a powerful source of energy. And every hour, it washes the earth with billions and billions of kilowatt of energy. And yet, with a little bit of a smudging of sunscreen and a hat, we can go out and bathe in it without having adverse consequence. However, a laser, on the other hand, is a very weak source of energy. It only takes a few watts to focus them, but with a laser focused in, you can drill a hole through a diamond. 
focus. God's promise. Focus is so important. Stay focused on your goals. Numbers 13, and we'll close on this this morning. It's a great chapter. Can I encourage you, please, go home and read through Numbers chapter 13 and 14. It goes on. But for the sake of time, I'll just flick and just read a few little uh, scriptures as we close this morning. All right. So, basically, God tells the Israelites that the land is rich and it's fertile. And he went further in promising this land to them, we read in Scripture. He promises it to them. Not only does he paint the vision that it's awesome and it's bountiful and, and they're to go and, and to seize it and take it, he promised it to them. So it's, it's yours. And we read that, um, let's read from verse Numbers 13, verse 25. So the scouts had gone out. God says, go, go, scout out the land and report back to us. We want to know what it's like. And after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the people of Israel. Um, they reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. And this was their report to Moses. We arrived in the land that you sent us to see, and it is indeed a magnificent country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's some of the fruit as proof. And they'd brought back this big lot of grapes that two blokes had to carry because the fruit was that heavy. Like it was severely abundant. Amen. And then verse 28. So, you know, they're saying, yeah, it's there. It's great. And then we read in verse 28. But the people living there are powerful and their cities and towns are fortified and very large. And we also saw the descendants of Anak who are living there and blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on. And they start to freak out and go, we can't take the land. These people are giants. They're going to take us down. They're going to slay us. But we read another but. How many of you love buts in the Bible? I love buts in the Bible. Verse 30, but Caleb tried to encourage the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. Why? Because he had his focus on the promise, not on the problem. His focus was, and, and all this negativity and all this voice surrounding him, and yet he still stood amongst it all and said, no, well, let's go, let's conquer it. We can surely take it. I love that. Focus brings possibility and power to almost anything. Focus brings possibility and power to almost anything. Stay focused on your goals. Stay focused on your first love. Why are we here today? to fellowship and commune together, but to get filled up, to go out there through the week and love on others and pray on others and believe on, not pray as in like, you know, go after others, but pray for, pray for others, I should have said. Are you with me this morning? The best way to keep your mind off the things you don't want is by keeping them on the things that you do. You've got negative voices, you've got negative thinking, change it around. Write down some promises and every morning when you wake up, you start declaring the good things for your life, the promises for your life. Every time the negativity comes in one ear, let it go out the other and then fill it with a promise and then plug the other ear so the promise stays on the inside. Are you with me today? Remember, the enemy is a master of distraction 
And we see Caleb rise up in verse 30 and encourage the people to go and take the land because we can certainly conquer it. He was focused on the promise, not the problem. Caleb's focus was on what he wanted, not on what he didn't want. Can we shift our focus today again to what it is God wants for this area, what it is God wants for our life, what it is for God wants for our marriage, what it is God wants for our family, what it is God wants for your business today, what it is God that wants for your family today. Paul encourages us in Philippians 3, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But the one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead, and I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's focus, friend. That is focus in the midst of challenge and adversity. That was focus. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to remind myself daily of why I do what I do, why I'm praying for my kids, why I'm praying for my marriage, why I'm praying for our church. We're in this for a greater call, an upward call, a heavenly call. Amen? An eternity call. And I want to get to eternity and look behind me and see a great company of people that are there because I dared to step out in faith I'm asking, would you with me today, along with our pastors who've been called here for such a time as this, join together as one body and let's action the vision that God has given us. We all play a part. Today, I don't want you to leave thinking that I, I can't do much. I, I'm shy. I'm nervous. I'm this. God has called you for such a time as this, for such a time as this. And we're in this together. Let me ask you where your focus is right now. Don't let your focus become clouded, distracted. Let God's vision become your vision. Action it. Take a step of faith and stay focused. Remove those distractions. Would you stand with me this morning? Father, we love you. You are so good. God, I pray today, right now, as we stand together in your presence, Holy Spirit, right now, would you just... Touch hearts, touch lives. You know, some of you in this place, like I shared earlier, have really shelved some vision and dream that God's given you, but it was a long time ago. And for some reason or for whatever reason, you've, you, you've put it on the shelf and you've got, that's too hard, that's impossible, that's crazy, that's ridiculous, I can't do that. But it's burning within you. And today it's been rebirthed. You've felt it bubbling inside you. And I want to pray for you this morning that, that as you just believe and step out in faith and get those dreams and those visions back off the shelf, that God would meet you at this place and that you would leave today with full of vision, fresh, ready to action it in your world. And if that's you this morning, just while every eye is closed, I just want you to say, yep, God, that's me. I'm ready. Today's the day. I'm putting a line in the sand and I'm, going, I'm moving forward. I'm stepping forward. I'm going to get that dream off the shelf. I'm going to say, Lord, add to it. I know it was from you. God, give me the courage. God, give me the boldness. God, give me the strength because we are moving forward, friend. As a church, we are moving forward. And I just really believe right now while God is speaking to your heart, he's going to touch you and he's going to encourage you to step forward. And just while every eye is closed, perhaps you're in this place today and you know that you're far from God. Maybe you've never made a decision to ask Christ into your life. And today, I want to give you that opportunity to say, yes, Jesus, come into my heart. 
I want to live a life for you. Or perhaps you've walked that road and, and you know right now where you're at, you feel so distant from the Lord. And he's knocking at your heart right now to say, come, come again. I love you. I have a plan for your life. Let's journey this walk together. Just right now, every eye closed and just hands raised. Would you just say, Michelle, that's me. Could you pray for me this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you pray for me today? Yep, that's me. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. You know, we're going to worship. And I want to encourage you, if you want to just come and, and get prayer, some of those hands raised for that vision, getting it back off. I want to stand and agree with you together as we worship this morning. And God would touch you afresh today. Come and get some prayer and, and, and step forward and say, yep, God, today's my day. And uh, we're, gonna st- we're just going to leave. I want you to leave today encouraged. And this week, my challenge to you is this. Would you pray for someone in your world that is not a believer? Or would you go the extra mile by putting faith on your legs on your faith and doing someone in, something in somebody else's world this week that would bless them or encourage them or love on them? Would you do that for me? And would you invite somebody to church next week? Would you step out in faith and just ask somebody to come to church next week? Can you do that for me? Love you guys. God bless you. Please come for prayer if you need to. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.